This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out on Old Dan this morning, maybe a little foggy where you are. Not too bad here. But as always, we, we all over the country with our broadcast, sometimes it's snowing, sometimes it's hot and dry. But where we go, but we're all over, and we're worldwide now with radiomission.org. And uh, our website, Red, let me give you that quickly before we get started. Our website, radiomissions.org. Go there and look us up. You'll find all the information you need about the broadcast, about the, who, the, who the pastor is, and all of those things. I have a picture there, the old trailblazer. You can put it in your pea patch or your peanut patch if you need to. And it keeps the bugs away. And, uh, but we bring you this series of studies on the work of the Holy Spirit. And we're looking at the Holy Spirit in you. But before we do, in the last study, we gave you a couple little uh, helps that I thought would help you. Pastor Shelton in the 1950s was on the air, and he had a question and answer program. He let you write in the question, and he'd answer them over the air. So we gave you a couple. I'm going to give you a couple more now. Listen, listen. If you are saved, will you keep living in sin? Going to dances, shows, drink, use the Father's name in vain, never worshiping God together. Is a person who does these things saved? That's a good question, isn't it, my friend? The answer now, John 3, 8. He that is born of God does not practice sin. That is, makes sin the practice of his life. When a person is born again, the power of sin or the principle of sin is broken in their life, and the indwelling Holy Spirit gives them victory over sin. A person who claims to be saved and continues to live in sin is not saved. That's a question from Foley, Alabama. Oh, we have some folks in Foley. Now, we had one other thing I brought with you. It's what we most surely believe. I gave you a couple examples there. People that wrote in, asked me questions, called in, and I have a little pamphlet made. I'd be glad to send this to you if you'd ask me for it. But listen, uh, let me let me uh, tell you what we most surely believe. We're coming down a couple of them every week, every, every day. One of the things is I believe, we here believe that salvation of any sinner is holy of grace, holy of the Lord, apart from works of any kind, that Christ on the cross became our substitute, in the grave our scapegoat, scapegoat in the resurrection our justifier, that salvation is free, by the gospel of those, listen, those who by repentance and faith receive the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And find that in Romans, I'm sorry, Ephesians 2, 8. Now, one other question. Well, I'll skip it till next time. Let's, start, let's go ahead with our study. We're still looking at the work of the Holy Spirit in you, and uh, we're going to pick it up now at this time. <coughs> Here's another truth that we get have gotten away from. Every born-again believer must learn that one feeling of the Holy Spirit will not be sufficient for his entire life. There will come repeated feelings. To be filled with the Holy Spirit means that the believer will be taken up with the Lord Jesus Christ. In every account given in the Bible of the Holy Spirit, coming up on a believer, you will find that they're magnified. They magnified or glorified God through Christ. Listen now. Let's listen now. Let's go back. The man who is filled with the Holy Spirit will not be singing worldly songs or taken up with the world, 
we will be singing and making melody in our heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. And we'll constantly be witnessing to what Christ has done for us in salvation. Now, Trailblazer, are you saying that we don't never sin? No, sir. No, sir. But we have a confession box. The scripture says if, if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us. But we, as God's child, we don't want to sin. Our new nature doesn't want to sin. The old nature, the old Satan still, uh, did you know Satan still got a, a, a little spot there in your heart? That's right, my friend. Just like in the home, your mother and dad, you don't want to uh, harm them. You don't want to hurt their feelings. No, kids, children don't. But my friend, just so much greater that we don't want to sin against our holy God, one who paid our sin debt in full. But listen, listen, listen. Now, that individual longs to hear about the Lord. Let me call your attention again to Acts 1.8. Listen now, and ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses of me. That's what the power is given to you, so you'll have the courage, the ability to say a word in due season, and that's only when the Lord opens that up to you, my friend. Many times you look back and say, oh, I wish I could have said something to that individual. That's right. These little little clerks in these stores say, "Have a Jesus day, Mister." Well, say something back to them. Say, "Darling, I'm not. I'm not. That, that, that's not right. That, let's let's do something else. Let's do better than that." But listen, listen. Let me call your attention to that phrase, and ye shall be witnesses of me. The Holy Spirit shall take the things of Christ and make them real to the heart of the born again believer, and will impart boldness. To him in testimony and in service. The filling of the Holy Spirit will convert cowards into heroes. Isn't that a great statement? Isn't that a great statement, my friend? Let's, let's read that again. Listen. listen. <coughs> the filling of the Holy Spirit will convert, convert cowards into believers, into heroes. Give you strength to... Witness for the Lord, my friend. Apart from that, you can't witness. No, most of us are too timid. There is a boldness about their testimony that the world cannot refute. Now, I'll tell you this. One is filled with a demon spirit. They're bold as a lion. Just like a tiger. Yes, sir. Bold, bold, bold. I told you about the friend of mine that uh, told me he'd... Sitting on the bank of the creek fishing, and a and a Bible came floating down the creek. wasn't even wet, and he fished it out of the water. And it was a Bible that was open to a certain scripture, and that's where he said the Lord saved him. But he was just as bold as a lion. I mean, he 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 didn't let up. He's working out on the job. You'd have to walk away from him because he keep you keep you entertained if you would. Listen, there is a reality about their witnessing that the world cannot deny. In Acts four thirty one, it says. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Acts 4.31. You want to go there and read that? Put that up on your refrigerator. I believe in putting those uh, scriptures on your refrigerator, my friend. Get those little magnet things and stick them on there. Take a man or a woman who has a born, who has been born with the Spirit of God, filled with the Spirit, they may be unlearned in the wisdom of the world, but they will astound the world in the boldness and the clearness of their testimony of the crucified 
buried and risen Lord. We had a man here for years ago that could not read nor write. He could not read nor write. He was a quite elderly old man, and uh, he would he would have someone to read a portion of scriptures to him, and he would memorize, and he'd preach for it, preach four to five minutes or an hour, never let up. But he knew what he was doing. But someone had taught him that verse of scripture, passed the whole passage, and uh, he would say, "Another old man in his same character, he would say, it's neither this, it's neither that. Christ died for sinners. Are you a sinner?" I have it on a bumper sticker on the back of my pickup truck. It's neither this, it's neither that. Christ died. Can you say that, my friend? It's neither this or it's neither that. He would say neither. He was unlearned and ignorant as far as the world was concerned, but he was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he was a gracious man, going on to be with the Lord now and rejoicing with the Lord. Oh, I wish I, I wish he was still here with us. No, no, I really don't. Let me. But listen, you take a man who has born with, been born with the Spirit, filled with the Spirit. As I said, they may be unlearned in the wisdom of the world, but they will astound the world in the boldness and the clearness of their testimony of the crucified, buried, and risen Lord. Oh, my friend, you may want to ask the question. I, I don't mind. What is the feeling of the Holy Spirit? I love for the question. I had a man wrote me a letter here a while back, and he said, uh, Trailblazer, since you're the voice of truth, we have a broadcast called Voice of Truth. You know that, Pastor Shelton, messages. He said, since you're the voice of truth, who was Cain's wife? He said, I'm a college graduate. I have a PhD pending and a BA and a MA and a RA, whatever all those things stand for. But he said, I have a Ph.D. pending. So I wrote him back, and I said, Sir, uh, my dad told me that a fool could ask a question that a smart man couldn't answer. But I can answer your question. Cain's wife was his sister. His sister. Wasn't no other women on earth but his sisters. Adam and Cain and Abel both had their sister, their wives were sisters. Don't don't fall out with me about that, my friend. You, if you got a better answer, you call me and give it to me. Oh, listen. Uh, you ask, what is the feeling of the Holy Spirit? Let's put it in these words. We may not get to it all today, but we'll pick it up tomorrow. If we don't, let's go ahead and see what we can get. Let us put in these words. The feeling of the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God coming upon the believer on the condition of absolute, un, un, listen, unconditional surrender to the sovereign God or the sovereign will of the Holy Spirit taking over every recess of his being, my friend, and, listen, filling his mind with the real apprehension of truth, taking possession of his faculties, and making Christ real in his heart. And we'll pick that up tomorrow in our next study. We'll go back and pick that up and define it a little closer. But this is the old trailblazer, Pastor Albert Pendarvis. I'm an old trailblazer, been here a long time. Pastor Shelton was the original trailblazer, used to go down to the Cotton Gin early in the morning, logging camp over there in old Bethel Church. One time went down to Grand Bayou. We have a mission, Did had a mission at that time at Grand Bayou. He'd get in a boat and go there. And uh, oftentimes he'd ride old Dan out there into the Bethel Church and go through the woods and, Killed an old wolf once or twice and shot, shot him with his rifle. And uh, we, we yeah, it, it was so down to earth, my friend. I loved it. I heard it back then when I was uh, 
under conviction going to driving to work. I had two or three guys rode with me to work, and I always listened to the trailblazer on the way to work. And Pastor shot that old snake, and then one of them boys, they hollered, laughed, made, he hollered, made fun. I said, don't do that. This man's preaching his heart out. You listen. Would you listen? They'd listen. They'd listen sometime, most of the time. But it was a blessing to me whether it was blessed them or not. But we hear, old trailblazer, after Pastor Shelton went on to be with the Lord, I picked this broadcast up, and the Lord approved it. And uh, we've been here now several years, and uh, all of these messages are on CD, and we may put some of them on the thumb drive if work comes out that way. But if we would, let me hear from you. Would you help me with the broadcast a little? You know we don't ever get on the radio and beg for money, and you won't do that. We just ask you to ask the Lord if it be his will. We have folks that send us money that never been here, never has, never, may never come here. But they want to get out the gospel, my friend. Go ye into all the ends of the earth and preach the gospel. But we're going to be here for next, next tomorrow, next day, and come back with another study from God's Word. I wish you would remember my mailing address, Trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785, and my phone number, air code 225-664-8658. And remember, would you do, do this for me? Would you pray for the old Trailblazer? Call me. Call me and tell me you're praying for me. Send me a generous offering if you possibly can. If you can't, I understand. And I have people send me a dollar a month. I and you, Oh, yeah, that's great. That's all. And then I ask folks to dig up that old coffee can in the backyard and send me $100. And I have folks do that. One man sent me a Folgers coffee can with $20 in it. He said, that's all I had, Trailblazer. Goodbye, folks, and God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis thanks listeners who emailed, called, and wrote him recently with encouragement to continue airing this broadcast. If you have not done so, take a moment to let Pastor Pendarvis know you appreciate this ministry. Email pastor at radiomissions.org or call 225-664-8658. That's pastor at radiomissions.org or call 225-664-8658. 